You are listening to the CX America's Desk to Desk podcast. I'm your host, Marie. From my desk to yours, we're building bridges across Cisco and across CX Americas. Join me as we strengthen proximity, amplify voices, and have a great time. Grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and let's get into it. Today on the Desk to Desk podcast, we are joined by Cisco Fellow and CX America's Chief Technology Officer and Chief Architect, Dave Malik. Dave is responsible for driving engineering and incubation initiatives for Cisco's strategic enterprise and service provider customers. He is a published author and throughout his career has held a range of technical positions across various industries. Dave is a trusted advisor, not only for C-level executives inside of Cisco, but across our partner network as well. Today, he is here to talk to us about data privacy. What is data privacy? Why is it an important component in decisions for enterprise organizations and end users alike? Dave, thank you so much for joining us today on the Desk to Desk podcast. Can you start us off by sharing with our listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your journey and how you find yourself at Cisco? Great. First of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I think security is a, is a super hot topic. Um, just as an introduction, uh, I'm Dave Malik. I'm part of the uh, CX Americas team, and I'm the CTO and Chief Architect, driving technology direction uh, for the organization. And I've been with Cisco for quite a while. Um, started off as an engineer, and then uh, worked through different uh, you know journeys, as we call it, over time. And now I'm supporting large enterprise and service provider customers on the technology and digital transformation journeys. And security is a very hot topic for us, and I'm glad to be here talking about it uh, with you. Yes, thank you. I know security is huge for many of our customers, so we're glad to have you uh, sharing your expertise with us today. So last week was Data Privacy Week. We also have Cisco Live coming up, and I know data privacy is going to be a hot topic there as well. Can you describe for us what data privacy is and why is it important for organizations and private end users? With data privacy is extremely crucial. It's, it's really protecting one's you know personal data, whether it's you know financial or otherwise. And we take privacy very seriously, so it doesn't get into uh, you know data doesn't get into the wrong hands from unauthorized access or manipulation or theft for that matter. And data integrity is super important as well because sometimes when you have data out there, you're not sure if it's been tampered with, not necessarily theft. So the privacy of protecting of one's information is, is very important. And then the second piece is how do you allow authorized access at the right place at the right time on the right device, which is super important. And in a zero trust model, because as we kind of the mantra that we push out there and we know in the industry is uh, trust nothing and verify everything. And if there is a, a privacy um, breach, uh, it could have dramatic ramifications on, you know, branding lawsuits, specifically the regulatory uh, bodies, specifically if we cover, you know, let's say HIPAA or GDPR and things of that nature. So there's regulatory implications on data getting into the wrong hands or unauthorized access and integrity. So it's that, that, that's an area of premier focus for us. Yeah, so data privacy is really important. You know, one for if you look at companies, it's a matter of building trust uh, with their customers and their customers' customers as well. So building that trust is is very very important because customers are very loyal. Typically, if they if they if they have a connection, a relationship 
of, of that experience. We can't lose that trust. Second is obviously there's legal implications, you know, regulatory bodies that govern, you know, healthcare and financial services and whatever vertical industry you're in, there are always regulatory bodies that you have to comply to. So we want to make sure we're abiding by the laws. Uh, the other is unauthorized access, folks impersonating, uh, which is super important. How do we prevent unauthorized access as a, and enterprise users are really trying to figure out how do they implement zero trust and multi-factor authentication? You know, these, these should be table stakes. You know, as we move forward with uh, enterprise customers, uh, monitoring is, is, is extremely important as well. How do you monitor and get threat intelligence uh, when data is being protected or not protected so you can get alerts? And then last but not least, you know, incident response. When there is a, a breach in, in, in privacy, how does one detect it and how do you actually respond to it? and have the right tools and mechanisms and processes are extremely important. So all of these encompass how our enterprise is really struggling and trying to move forward around privacy. And we try to educate uh, the industry, but more importantly, you know, as we build our products as well, we, we have that in our DNA. It sounds like data privacy is a significant part of the equation and the conversation when organizations are choosing devices and services. What are some of the biggest data privacy challenges, I know you touched on a few, facing businesses and enterprise-level organizations today? I mean, it's a great question. Uh, we live in an environment that's constantly changing, that new tools coming out, and threat actors are, are always you know, trying to supersede the prior mechanisms they've developed before. So it's kind of a cat and mouse game. So you have to really stay on top. You know, one really is education and awareness and knowledge of what are some of the popular trends that we're seeing in the community, you know, whether it's in the dark community or, or, or in the general population, just being aware of the tools that are out there, uh, where exploits are happening, being informed specifically about the products and services that an enterprise is using, staying close to their vendors in terms of that, the ones that are delivering that software. Is there software secure? Are you up to speed on all of the patches and vulnerabilities that, that there are fixes that they're putting out on? Is your environment up to speed? So that's literally one. Um, the other area is we're working in a very hyper distributed environment. We have folks and devices plugged in pretty much anywhere you can get a network connection, whether it's fixed or wireless. Hybrid work is, is, is hyper active these days. People can work from anywhere, anywhere they want. They could be having a Wi-Fi connection in an airplane and still be connected to the enterprise. Is that a secure connection? And how do you know your data is not being leaked? Well, there's controls and mechanisms that need to get put in place. But more importantly, as IoT devices are, are very popular these days where everything has an IP uh, you know, address, whether it's a, a light bulb or, or a badge reader or a door lock for that matter, even in our consumer lives, uh, I'm sure uh, many folks have IoT devices in their home. You know, they're presenting new challenges on how data can leak out and data privacy is, is extremely important. Um, then you have the advent of edge compute and, 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 and hyper uh, analytics that are happening at the edge for local processing. So we now we have more devices that are coming in that are holding data at the edge that need to get processed. So anytime data is held somewhere, whether it's in flight or at rest, you have to secure it, you have to encrypt it and so on. So there's more uh, vulnerabilities or more threat actors that can get to it, so you have to be hypersensitive there. And then last but not least, uh, AI, if you're following the news with Chad GPT and things that, uh, of that nature that are going on since the November of last year, you know, there are new tools in the market 
uh, that our adversaries are leveraging that are in the open source community to build very sophisticated prompts and you know prompt engineering is is very popular these days specifically with chat gpt in terms of getting new ideas on how to do social engineering uh, with employees or customers or partners to get information and that becomes a very interesting point which is typically not a threat where you left a firewall port open and your data leaks out these are very different ways how data can potentially leak out of an infrastructure whether it's on-prem or cloud. Um, the other area I would add is, is just training. Uh, we believe security training uh, is a must, and we have to stay ahead of it as, as you know, ecosystem partners in the market. And having that ecosystem is very important because not one vendor is going to have a, a lockdown product or a service. But when we all interface with each other, the standards in the market or in the industry are very important to ensure data privacy is kept within the boundaries of uh, the regulations, the geography, the data sovereignty laws, um, and so on. And then more importantly, you know, the devices that we carry in our pockets, shall we say. Um, there are a lot of privacy settings on those devices that we typically sometimes opt in without knowing we're opting in. Mm -hmm like location services as an example. And now they're exposing a lot of data leaking out uh, inadvertently that folks are not realizing. So personal devices need to be hardened down as well. So that's just kind of the summary where we're seeing some of the challenges you have to stay on top of uh, in totality. I'm glad that you mentioned training with all of those challenges and the ever-changing threats that are coming our way that learning component is going to be more important than ever. So in a world where everything from our washing machines and our light bulbs at home to our enterprise level networks can potentially have data privacy risks, how is Cisco playing a part and what role do they play in helping our customers choose secure solutions? Yeah, it's a great question. I think everyone, uh, including Cisco, and we take pride in it, is to develop best-in-class products that are secure by design. And then as we help, for example, I'm in the customer experience organization, you know, as we help our customers adopt these solutions in the market and that are very business relevant and business outcome driven, we wanna make sure the successful implementation and business implications, how those products and solutions solve a problem are also secure as well. So the practices themselves that are business uh, related, and then the products themselves. So I'll double click uh, one more time. If you look at access, where, where most of the breaches happen, your multi-factor authentication is, is very important. And I think it's, it's kind of spreading in the industry across various product lines uh, in general. So MFA is, is extremely important. And your Duo, as an example, is one of our leading MFA products, which everyone's using, where you can actually do two-factor authentication and, and check your posture as well. The other areas are, are really around detection and response. So endpoint detection response is extremely important at the endpoint level, whether it's a phone or a PC or a Mac, it doesn't really matter. So and, and how do you, when you detect something, how do you respond to it? How do you contain it? How do you observe it day to day? So the observability of transactions and interactions between devices and applications, that's something we're playing an active role in because observability is extremely important to, to watch. Uh, another area is around cloud-based security. You know, how do you prevent, you know, data leakage, as an example? 
So cloud security uh, solutions such as Umbrella um, are out there available to the market that our customers are aggressively using in a, in a big way where we're using DLP technologies and others where we can look at infiltration of data, threat actors coming in, how do we prevent and do self-healing and protection. And then also at the workload level, everyone wants to access the application or the workload, and we live in an app economy. Uh, as we all know, we tap a button on our phone or our favorite device, and we want instant on. But there's a lot of interaction happening behind the scenes in terms of APIs. So the API security space is extremely hot right now because most of the threats that we're seeing rising are in the API area, and more and more microservices and based applications are using APIs to communicate. So we have some solutions in that area, uh, if you're an application developer or building in the cloud, for that matter, on how we protect APIs and monitor them and observe them and look for vulnerabilities. And then more importantly, incident response. Now that is a, a kind of a service that we uh, deliver to our clients. Uh, when there is an incident or there is a breach, you know, how can we quickly respond and build the right processes, the methodologies, the tools, and help our customers in, in time of need uh, when they are under duress, uh, when they realize they've been infiltrated. So there are a lot of services offerings like incident response. We do pen testing to make sure your infrastructure is secure, that nothing can be leaking in and out. So to get ready, being self-defending, and more importantly, being proactive. Uh, one other area is you, you always feel secure because you have locks um, on all your doors and the perimeter of your house, but you left the window open. Well, you, all your doors are locked, but your window's open. So how do you know your window's open? So one of the things that we do with our clients uh, based on their request is really do an assessment. You know, how can we assess that the environment that you're governing is secure? What are best practices in securing that environment? What methods, tools, and processes and training material could be leveraged for the, um, the constituents to really elevate their security posture? Uh, so education, assessments and kind of advisory type services are extremely important in addition to the, the core product set that solution that Cisco sells. And in totality, that's how we kind of engage with our customers to help them uh, be more secure and be very conscious of data privacy. So you mentioned apps and security settings on our phone, but can you tell our listeners any tips and tricks if they want to be more security conscious and take steps towards more digital data privacy on their end. We've heard how Cisco's doing it for organizations. What can I do to make sure that my data is as safe as possible? I think we're also living in an economy where everyone wants your email address or your phone number. That goes without saying, just to register a first service or, 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 or order whatever you'd like to purchase online, et cetera. So limiting, obviously, uh, and, and going to trusted, you know, verified sources, whether they're business partners or suppliers or where you do commerce, you know, you know, that, 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 the less doors that you open, the more secure you will be by definition. But more importantly, how do you trust and verify? And as I mentioned earlier, trust nothing, verify everything is kind of the mantra, uh, consumer or professional life. So the zero trust model is something uh, that uh, our audience can embrace as they're building out their next gen applications and infrastructure, as they're building new businesses that are born in the cloud. The zero trust model should be thought of day one 
uh, with tight access, of, of course, with you know, multi-factor authentication for zero trust access as you're accessing applications that are on-prem or off-prem. Second is um, what you have in control is making sure you have good software hygiene, as I call it. Um, there's always new updates, patches, and a lot of vulnerabilities in the market um, are, are happening because software was left exposed or was not on the current release or it was not compliant and a vector was open and a threat actor came in. So being really conscious of the latest security patches and updates of the applications and infrastructure that you're running and staying up to date uh, is extremely important. Um, but more importantly, understanding the impact if a patch or a software is not updated, what are you really exposing yourself to? I think it's kind of the inverse logic behind it. And last but not least, threats will happen, attacks will continue all day long. Uh, be very conscious about having a plan that's well-defined. If something happens, what you will do. For example, we all know when there's an emergency, you typically, you know, if you're in the United States, you typically dial 911. It's, it's well ingrained, I think, in everyone's day-to-day -day life. Or what happens when there's a breach? Or when you, when you think there's a threat actor in your infrastructure, but they're not infiltrating anything, but you're seeing anomalies in the environment where you're seeing degradation and performance of applications. You're seeing slowdowns or your call centers are lighting up uh, because consumers are complaining for some reason. Those could be signs potentially of a potential security um, event. And if there's a security event happening, more than likely someone's compromising that application or that data host because that's where the money is. And if we're seeing ransomware, is really rampant, not just in the enterprise space, but also in the consumer space where you're held hostage. Uh, basically, your data is held hostage until you pay up through Bitcoin or whatever crypto mechanisms or whatever financial mechanism there is. We want to have a plan. If there's an event, how do I execute the plan? Who do I call? What do I engage? And I think that is an area where I think several folks still don't have a very strong grasp. Um, because it's the typical mentality. Well, it never happened to me because I'm, I'm fully up to date. Uh, but I think everyone's exposed, even the largest of the largest enterprises. So just have a plan, know how to execute it, who to call, and know who your trusted partners are. When you're calling Cisco or you're calling Microsoft, they're engaging them within a digital fashion through a virtual chatbot. How do you know it's Cisco? Or how do you know it's vendor A or B? That's really important. The fewer doors we open, the fewer vulnerabilities we are allowing ourselves. We are trusting, we are verifying. So Dave, I feel like we could stay here all day in a masterclass about data privacy, but if I want to learn more, if our listeners want to learn more, where can we go to learn about how Cisco is making a difference in the data privacy space? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Education and just kind of keeping up with the industry is important. So we have a trust portal that folks can uh, visit on Cisco.com. And we have a plethora of information on best practice of security, compliance, data privacy as well. So trust portal is kind of a one-stop shop uh, to go into our website. The second is we, we just recently released a month or two ago a, a, a benchmarking study on, on data privacy. It'd be great uh, for folks to kind of examine that a little bit. And when we go into where we've interviewed many large corporations, 
and what we learn from them and uh, some interesting findings in there, but more importantly, what we've learned from them. Now, what do you, now what do you do? So there's some recommendations, right? Hey, here's what we learned in the industry, what the uh, folks are telling us, the populace that we interviewed. And then based on those requirements or suggestions or pain points, here's some suggestions for our listeners to um, consider as they're really getting conscious on data privacy and encryption, authentication, things of that nature. So some guidelines from a solutioning perspective, approaches, and then maybe some product considerations, that's, that's secondary, but I think the guidance is really helpful, but it's industry driven um, through thought experts, uh, you know, that have given their, their deep knowledge into how they're seeing the world. And I think that would be very valuable uh, as well. In addition to the, our product and services portfolio um, that's readily available specific to security from our customer experience team and our product team in the portfolio that plays in this space as well. So trust portal, uh, download the uh, benchmark study uh, on security that we did recently on privacy. And, and then uh, please definitely check out some of the offers that we have uh, in the portfolio that can help you on your journey. Thanks, Dave. Those sound like great resources to take advantage of. So for our listeners, I learned something about our CTO and chief architect, Dave Malik, this week. He has an interest in drone racing. So Dave, can you share how you were introduced to drone racing and what is your experience with that? I didn't know drone racing was a thing until recently. So can you share with us a little bit about that? Uh, it's an interesting uh, factoid that you dug up. So I'm, I'm very impressed with the investigation, first of all. Um, yeah, just to kind of address your question, yeah, you know, playing with drones or I'm um, just kind of being in that space for the past several years has been very intriguing uh, in terms of what you can do. And, you know, FPV or first person view uh, is pretty hot where you can actually race drones um, on a consumer side or, or semi-professional side. So I'm more on the consumer side. And it's very fascinating when, when you open up the world and when you're looking at it from 500 feet in the sky. Um, it's, it's a different uh, experience, shall we call it. Um, and, you know, I like to travel. So when you have your drone with you and you're sitting on top of a mountain or a ski slope or what have you, and you get a very different experience than you would do standing on the ground. So I think that just gets people more fascinating as you're looking at the world, uh, the beautiful world that we have uh, in, in different lens. Um, then as you meet, you know, folks in the community, um, you learn more and then there's more specificity on hobbies and folks that are really into the space. And then you get into kind of the racing space where it becomes more competitive. And it's very interesting uh, when you're racing down very interesting landscapes or, or, or obstacle zones and you're really kind of testing your skills. So it kind of keeps you sharp. And uh, the most important thing I think uh, I learned actually from my kids is, you know, autonomous drones, which is super important and it ties into security uh, topic as well. Um, how do you really fly drones without any human control. And that brings a lot of uh, programmability into it, kind of what you see in light shows in, in, in venues, how these drones are uh, programmable. That's something that we're getting into more and more, having full autonomous drones going somewhere, coming back in various formations. There's a lot of coding involved. Obviously the code has to be secure for obvious reasons, or your drone may be doing things that you probably don't want it to do. Um, so that becomes interesting. There is a security angle to that, which got me interested. 
Wonderful. Well, we will all be looking out for Dave's latest next viral YouTube drone racing video. So we're all going to be on the lookout for that. So again, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about data privacy with us. We're grateful that you were able to take the time to dig into this topic with us and are excited to learn more. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That was Cisco Fellow and CX America's Chief Technology Officer and Chief Architect, Dave Malik, joining us today to give us a glimpse into all things data privacy and security. To learn more, visit the Cisco Trust portal at trust.cisco.com. Or for more information related to data privacy, visit the National Cybersecurity Alliance webpage at staysafeonline.org. I know that I'll be double-checking my settings and taking Dave's advice. Thank you so much for listening to the CX America's Desk to Desk podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's program. Tune in next time as we continue to build bridges and create meaningful connection. From my desk to yours, I hope to see you back soon.